Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Buongiorno. This is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC 880 and 92.9 The Revolution. You be sure and visit the Speaking of Travel website, speakingoftravel.net. You can join the Speaking of Travel Travel Club. There's lots in store coming in for this new year. You'll find past podcasts pictures, blogs, all kinds of fun things. And remember, Speaking of Travel is sponsored by the Asheville Regional Airport. They connect you anywhere you want to go. And you know what? When you're home, you are home. And by Appalachian Realty. That's AppalachianRealty.com. They've been helping people find houses and bungalows and farms right here in Asheville since the 70s. So I think they've got it going on, if you know what I mean. Well, I'll tell you what. Today we are talking Italia. We're talking <laughs> Italy. I'm pretty sure I could come up with at least a hundred different reasons why you should visit Italy. I've been there twice, and to be honest, I think I might be able to live there. That is quite a wonderful place. It seems as though visiting Italy is a bucket list entry for a lot of folks these days. And my guest today is here to explain how you can go so that you can cross this one off your list. Mark Smith is here. He's with Private Italy Tours, founded it in 2003. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the show, Mark. Thank you, Marilyn. It's always a pleasure. Thank it you very much. It is a pleasure. I just love having you on the show and talking Italy. You know, it's just one of my very favorite places in the whole wide world. It is. For the, for the It is still the number one travel destination in the world. It remains so. It is so beautiful. <clears throat> and there's just so many different regions and mm-hmm. so many different things. Well, tell us a little bit about when you first went. What was it like for you? You must have been, what, 2003? That was a long time, but you probably mm-hmm. had gone before, right? I had. Uh, my father was in the military. We lived in Italy when I was a kid. I went to first, second, and third grade in Tuscany. It was an incredible opportunity for uh, my brother and I to live at a place like this and get exposed to culture and art and beauty that early. And I got bitten by the bug. That's how it all started. Uh, When I finished my first book, I did some teaching along the coast of North Carolina when I lived there. And someone approached me during class and said, Mark, have you ever thought about sharing the places you've written about uh, with people in Italy? And that was really the seed of what became Private Italy Tours. Private Italy Tours. Well, tell us a little bit about Private Italy Tours. We have so much to talk about, and I want to talk about the travel outlook in Italy for the years. But I really want to talk a little bit about Private Italy Tours, and and Mm -hmm. you've been doing it now for so long. Yes. I've been on your website. What is that? Private Italy Tours? Actually, it's, it's private-italy.com. I thought That's, it was something yeah, kind of quirky. Different. It yep. is quirky. So it's say it again. Private-italy.com. Right. Okay. Yep. Private-italy.com. Yes. So there on your website, you always have beautiful writing. Mm-hmm. I just love you. your your blog posts and your updates you. and um, you. makes me feel like I'm there, especially looking at all the beautiful photos that you have and uh, seeing people who are smiling and obviously relaxed having and, a good time and having a good time and it's hard not to when you're in Italy. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about 
private Italy tours? Well, the idea really is that uh, a great many people in my demographic uh, between 60 and 80 generally um, always have wanted to go to Italy or want to go back now that the kids have flown the coop and are looking for a way to do this with a small group, 10, 12 travelers stay at a villa and have everything taken care of so they don't have to worry about the logistics of food and wine and where do we go today and guides and tipping and all the things that can often trip people up. I have met clients over the years who've spent literally months trying to find the resources to put together a good trip and they seem very grateful to find us, to rely on us to develop and create and deliver a really good tour. And that's at the heart of it. It's an intimate encounter with the culture of Italy, regardless of region. We now have five different itineraries. But to give them the opportunity to do that with my leadership on the ground, I'm by, I'm, I speak a number of different languages in Europe so I can take care of the clients in Italy. Uh, there's a great deal of good feedback and energy I get from them as well because they express appreciation for the experience. Oh, I'm sure they do. It just sounds so wonderful that you would um, be able to, to get to Italy, put your bags up, you're done. Unpack. We worry about everything else. Right. Leave the driving to us. You have <laughs> so. to just show up. That's all. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. really my favorite way of traveling. Just show up. Right. And uh, with expectations, I know the clients have uh, very high expectations, and I've been very fortunate to be able to do this. This will be our 15th year. That is crazy, Mark, that you've had 15 years behind you doing this. 900 and something clients. I, uh, I'm astounded when I think about what it. What a lovely legacy, though, to yes. know that throughout your lifetime you've been able to share uh, a place of such beauty and uh, culture Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. with so many people. It's been a gift. It, it is has a gift. Been. It absolutely is. And a gift Thank for you. your clients as well, that they found mm -hmm. you and that they were able to to say, this is a commitment we're going to make and yes. we're going to go. So let's say I was interested in going on one of your one of your trips. You uh -huh. were saying you had five regions now. Yes. What the, are the regions? We do a special art uh, tour based in Florence each year. It's uh, 10 days. This year, it's the 7th to the 17th of March, 2018. Uh, that's sort of a one-off because we were based in Florence for the entire trip at a four-star hotel. And each day, we have guides in the morning, take the group around to various museums and historic sites. Afternoons are open for shopping. Um, I'm there, of course, to, to lay the groundwork and be there for the clients. The Venice-Tuscany trip was where we started. That was the most popular trip for any number of years. And actually, this year, we don't offer it because we've replaced it with a tour to two provinces most Americans don't know, and that's Umbria and La Marche. Uh, Umbria is one of the few landlocked provinces of Italy, and La Marche is really just beginning to get discovered. We also have a Sicily Amalfi Coast tour, a Northern Italy Lake Region tour, and so the combination of those is a total of five different offerings. Um, I have had clients come to us with a group already formed, groups of friends, reunions from West Point as an example. I'm a grad who said, Mark, we want to go with you. You take care of this, and this is the itinerary we want to go on. So there's that option. That as is well. a beautiful option. I love it's that. Nice. I'm already, my friends. mind is already thinking, hmm, I've got Randy over here. 
He's yeah, uh, looking girl. like he wants to go, <laughs> right? <laughs> Bags are packed already. Bags there you are go. Packed. That's, That's what right. I like to hear. <laughs> and I'm sure that I could find eight or nine other people. So I love this idea of getting a villa. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful idea. Now, I did stay in a villa when I went the second time I was in Italy with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in uh, Siena. Oh, Siena's gorgeous. Beautiful. Beautiful. And it's a walking. You can't drive your car there. Mm -mm. You know, ninth century, I believe. Original foundings go way, way back B.C. before that. But the the city itself is incredible. It's so beautiful. And we stayed in a villa high on a hill overlooking just the most beautiful wine country. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was walk outside and there was a pool. Like we had our own private pool. Yes, uh, we we used to offer villas with tennis courts and pools. Clients decided they couldn't bring a tennis racket, so we always have a private pool for the clients' use. I, you know, I I have found Italy to be one of the very most relaxing yes. countries ever, and I think that's because the culture there. It, they're just a laid-back people. They really are. Culturally, it's family-oriented. Uh, maybe we can talk a little bit later about security within the country, that kind of thing. But it is a very welcoming, relaxing place to go. Welcoming, relaxing. Mark Gordon-Smith is here. He's with Private Italy Tours. Ciao. <laughs> Ciao. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away. Starting at Asheville Regional Airport, fly Allegiant, American, Delta, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. As newcomers flock to Asheville over the last 50 years, they joined with locals to breathe new energy into the city. Maryland Ball traces the bonds of community that give rise to Asheville today in her book, The Rise of Asheville, an exceptional history of community building. It's available at Malaprops, Barnes & Noble, Loft on Broadway, and Amazon.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play 
among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Did you know that you can fly right out of the Asheville Regional Airport to Italy? That's right. There are connecting flights to anywhere in the whole wide world. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here with my guest, Mark Gordon-Smith. Mark founded the Private Italy Tours in 2003. Mm -hmm. You've... You've been doing this for 15 years, Mark. It's hard Mark. to believe. Hard to believe. That is amazing. And I bet you've seen so much change. Italy's changed quite a bit. The cities of Florence and Venice in particular are are going through quite a bit of transition. Well, we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. And have. certainly in any city with a lot of tourism traffic. But then you start talking about cobblestone streets and, you know, ancient mm-hmm. uh, structures yep. uh, and the impact of a lot of density. I, what I was hearing is when you're talking about your new regions that you're visiting, I love the idea that you're thinking forward, mm-hmm. you're forward thinking in the mm-hmm. sustainability of this country yes. and being able to be mindful that there are other regions where people haven't traveled much. It's very true. I Part of the balance of selecting these other regions has been that very reason, that there are a lot of American tourists, particular to my business, who don't who never heard of Lamarque, who don't know Abruzzo, who don't know Puglia, and these are regions we will begin to move into this year, next year, and the years beyond. They are surprisingly affordable, beautiful culture, historic, equal to Rome, if not uh, older. Uh, I read recently a quote by Goethe that said, if you haven't seen Sicily, you haven't seen Italy because Sicily is the key to Italy. And as you move south to north, my experience has been that the history of Italy moves more current as you do move north. And so when you go to Puglia, you go to Abruzzo, you're moving the clock back and understanding a more foundational root-centered culture that a lot of people miss. Just don't I love know. that. It just gives me goosebumps because <laughs> we're in such a fast-paced world today. We've got all you know the internet and phones and we're connected to everything. And I think sometimes we lose sight of those roots mm-hmm. and those foundations and that beginning and being able to travel someplace where people are still, I would imagine, uh, making their own olive oil. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Tell absolutely. us a little bit about that. How, you know, well, how do how does olive how does an olive grow and how uh, does it get in a bottle well, in your kitchen? I'll do a reader's digest here. Um, I have some very dear friends outside of Florence. They own an, uh, a little business called Sagittario. Sagittarius is a symbol of the month of November, the astrological symbol. And it was that month on the 1st of November to this day, the Italians in Tuscany begin the olive harvest. Um, the brief story is that these grow on trees. Uh, these friends have about 3,500 olive trees that they tend. The harvest, they are they bloom in April or May. Uh, the olive begins to grow, God willing, it's a good season. In uh, early November, they harvest. They take them off the tree. They fall onto a parachute. And unlike other parts of Italy, they actually rake the olives off the branches. There's an old tool that essentially looks like a wooden rake. And they rake the olives and the leaves and some of the branches go into the mix, immediately take those to the frontoio where they're ground. 
It is. It's very difficult in northern Italy now to find the automated grind and, and olive purification process and filtering. Down south, they still use grinding stones, so you can go to, into some older uh, fatterias to do that. From there, it becomes what, what people call the golden moment when the golden oil begins to come out, and that's how you get to olive oil. And it, there's no diff, there is no comparison to bottled oil on the shelf in the States to getting it fresh uh, from Italy. There just isn't. Oh, my gosh. Well, you're making me... My mouth I'm is watering. I'm beginning to salivate here. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you couple the olive oil with the wonderful bread and the, Wine. you know, so much wine and and fellowship that's mm-hmm. that's something about Italy that I feel is so important is the culture of people are so friendly and mm-hmm. nice even if you don't speak the language <laughs> they have a language of of Fellowship, Absolutely. Great way to say it. And I, one of the things a lot of clients talk about when we're sitting around the dinner table at the villa, whether we're in the, on the terrace or in the dining room, we talk about Italy's gift of permission to breathe. Uh, the table often will sit for an hour and a half, two hours for dinner. And we'll talk and we'll talk about wine and food and culture and where we're going and what did we see that day and people get have questions. So there's this opportunity to get away from the computer and the phone and sit and think about where you are and take it in. And that's part of the great gift of Italy. It is. And and the impact to each and every single person who visits there mm-hmm. uh, to have that time. You know, that's really what we talk about, quality of life. Absolutely. That's and they've great, been yeah. living that. Ad for, infinitum. Exactly. So what's the the euro versus the dollar like right now in Italy? Um, I, I have been studying this now for all the years I've been doing, well, since the euro came into play, which is when I started my business. Um, every year I read about what may or may not happen with the euro and the dollar. It's trading right now at $1.20 to the, uh, to the euro. Uh, some of the investment houses are saying and banks that it's going to get – the dollar is going to get weaker and the euro will become more valuable, which means cost travel to Europe will be more. My guess is the euro will float this year between 120 and 125 It remains relatively affordable. I remember in 2006 or 2007, it was $1.70 per euro. And it was close to the brink for the business, but thank God it recovered. Thank goodness. So when you go to the websites, those of you who might be listening, just know that you should figure a dollar twenty, a dollar twenty five is a, a good estimate. So what if you've never traveled to Europe and you're not used to uh money exchange? Mm-hmm. Is that something that you would uh, take on when you get to the airport? At what point do you actually change your money into another culture's money? Uh, specifically to Europe, Marilyn, what I recommend to clients is that they bring three, maybe 400 euros from their bank. Most banks in the U.S. now sell euros. There's a commission on it. However, it is more affordable than going to a change office in Italy, anywhere that I know of. Traveler's checks are really not something you should travel with. Right now, you're losing about 30 cents on the dollar when you exchange traveler's checks. The other thing to remember is when you take money out of an ATM in Italy, and they are everywhere, you are getting the international large bank transaction rate, not the individual rate. So you save money 
on exchange by taking it out on your credit card. The other thing briefly I wanted to mention, uh, there are credit cards, I can't mention them by name, but there are credit card companies who do not charge a foreign transaction fee. And those can run between one and a half and 5% for every transaction you make. So it's wise to shop a credit card that doesn't charge a transaction. And that's a beauty, uh, you know, the, the flip side to having all this technology Prior to traveling, you have all these resources yes. uh, to Absolutely. check out. Absolutely. And most important, the resource of your website. Mm-hmm. Tell us the, the address again to get to oh, your website. Uh, www.private-italy.com. Private-italy.com. So I would definitely recommend to anybody listening right now that spending a little time on Mark's website, mm-hmm. uh, Private Italy Tours, being able to read some of your blogs mm-hmm. and and the history of what's been going on, and I'm sure there are travel tips there, Absolutely. Uh, would be a good way to get started if you're even dreaming mm-hmm. of a travel to Italy. And you're welcome to give me a call to uh, just ask questions, find out what kind of services we offer, or send me an email. I'm usually very responsive on that. Sometimes not so much, but generally I am. That's really great. So traveling to Italy the the dollar is good. Yep. Uh, the culture is fabulous. There's mm-hmm. so many things that are that are going on, and you can literally drive your car from your home here in Asheville to the Asheville Regional Airport and be able to take off, get a connecting and flight, <laughs> and head to Italy. You're listening to Mark Gordon Smith on Speaking of Travel. with Asheville Regional Airport, and I've got a travel tip for you today. Have you been in a position where you need to travel back-to-back to several different cities? Maybe you have a meeting in Chicago and then another meeting in Denver the next day. Of course, you want to fly from home to Chicago and then straight to your next meeting in Denver before flying home again. Instead of just purchasing a series of one-way tickets, check out the multi-city itinerary option when you book your trip. Choose this option rather than round trip or one way when booking. It's usually just a button at the top of the booking tool, no matter which tool you're using. Often, the price is similar to one round trip ticket if there's just one additional leg to your journey, and booking is really simple. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office 
office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Latino buying power is huge and rising fast. If you want to tap into this new market, then connect by advertising in Ola Carolina magazine. This glossy Spanish-language magazine is published monthly and reaches over 70,000 Spanish-speaking residents in western North Carolina. Ola Carolina magazine is about much more than just speaking Spanish. It's about Latino culture. Visit OlaCarolina.com and transform how you attract in Engage and connect with Latino customers. Blue Ridge Motorcycling Magazine is a quarterly guide to the best rides and most interesting riders. Available in newsstands and at Blue Ridge Motorcycling Magazine.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter. Are you looking for a farmhouse, a funky loft, or a nice little arts and crafts bungalow? Well, you need to check out Appalachian Realty over on Arlington Street, right off of Charlotte Street in Asheville. Or you can visit AppalachianRealty.com. They can help you with all your housing needs right here in Western North Carolina. And remember, you can listen anytime, anywhere in the whole wide world on your free iHeartRadio app. Well, this is Marilyn Ball with Speaking of Travel. I'm here today with my guest, Mark Smith. He founded Private Italy Tours Mm -hmm. 15 some years ago. We were talking about how many changes are going on over there. It's incredible. It it, it is changes as large as the structure of the government all the way through who is running and responsible for the restoration of art. It, It has changed substantially. Well, you know, women are happening now. (laughs) <laughs> Big time, That's right? That's really a nice way to put it. Right. I mean, time is up. Absolutely. It is time. Me too. Past We're time. all here. It's past time. Italy has a foundation. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I was in Florence and had the very good fortune of meeting a, a lady named uh, Linda Falcone, who is the chair of the Advancing Women Artists Foundation uh, based in Florence. The, the the president of that foundation is a lady named Jane Fortune from Indianapolis, and uh, Jane is back and forth to Florence frequently. In the course of that meeting, uh, a lot of very copacetic, simpatico things happened, and I'm now very involved in the Advancing Women Artists Foundation. The purpose that Jane Fortune wanted to uh, bring to this organization was the appropriate um, attribution of art that had been misattributed. Mis-attrib- Excuse my language here. Misattributazione in italiano. And to then say that this is the artist who was a woman, not a man, uh, to whom this piece of work should be attributed. In a couple of cases, they were attributed to people as important in the Renaissance art scene as Caravaggio, uh, Leonardo, and those of all are in process or have been corrected. And so I feel very strongly that it only be fair and appropriate way past time, as I said earlier, for the women who painted these incredible masterpieces of art to get the credit they're due. I just love that. And finally, finally, somebody is speaking up and saying, let's take a look at this. Mm-hmm. It's it's very similar to uh, ghost writers yes. from the 17th, 18th century Absolutely. who were women yep. who are finally getting the recognition mm-hmm. that... 
you know, it was really written by them. Absolutely. And in Italy, I, there's so much art. And I can, you know, as you were talking, I could just, um, I could just imagine these beautiful, beautiful Italian women, mm. you know, having such clarity of uh, spirit yes. to be able to create these beautiful works of art, but never being able to be acknowledged. And there's one in particular uh, I talk about when I teach. Uh, Her name is Plautilla Nelly. She was in the convent of St. Mark's, painted an enormous number of masterpieces in the Renaissance, and we're just beginning to claw into that surface. And I was fortunate enough to be involved in the restoration of Plautilla Nelly's Last Supper, which was in terrible condition. And that, along with a number of her other works, will be featured in an exhibit beginning in early March of this year at the Uffizi in Florence, along with five other masterpieces by her. So she's she's the lead of what will become, I think, a flood. I hope. That would be wonderful. That's the goal. There's so much to see and do and, and understanding mm-hmm. the history and the... Um, just all of that. And, and you, Mark, and, and your tours and what mm-hmm. you've been doing and the, the way that you go about uh, providing your clients mm-hmm. the information. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure that there are many, many tours to Italy where people are going to the museums and they're going to the heavily traveled mm-hmm. <clears throat> attractions. And, and what you're doing is so much deeper, really giving people an experience. And, and along those lines, thank you, Marilyn. Along those lines, we are able, in fact, we'll do this on the art tour. We will be taking our group into the art restoration workshops where they're physically working on Plotilla's work. And we also spend half of a day in the art restoration workshops of the Uffizi. Uh, Last year, we spent time in front of the Adoration of the Magi by Leonardo da Vinci. We saw Giorgione's and Martini's uh, statue by Donatello that was being restored. And you're able to interact directly with these passionate art restoration experts. And you learn a lot more. And again, thank you again for that comment. We try to get down underneath the surface of Italy. Well, somebody obviously is recognizing because you've just won a big award. Tell us about that. This was a huge surprise. Uh, Travel Weekly, which is a very widely distributed, widely read uh, travel magazine, selected us as one of the top five small group tour uh, operators in Western Europe. And we received the the award itself about two months ago. Uh, it was a complete surprise. I'm feel very humbled, and I'm also very proud of it. Well, how do you say congratulations in Italian? Oh, salute. Oh, salute. <laughs> well, we say salute to you, Thank Mark, you, and Thank to you. your private Italy tours. And I also want to say, if I could real briefly, that this is a reflection of the professionalism of our staff in Italy, too. We have some great guides, great tour leaders, great transportation people. So that was part of it as well. Certainly. Well, those are people that you've vetted mm-hmm. over all Absolutely. these years, and, and I'm sure become part of your team yeah, yeah. and reflect Thank you. who you are and what you provide. Focus on quality. Quality is good. Well, speaking of quality, let's talk a little bit about the pasta. Oh. <laughs> That's an area that, was a that good always segue. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I I've been to Italy twice. The first time my mission was to taste risotto every single place I went. So no matter what time of the day it was, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, (laughs) if we were in a little restaurant, no matter where we were, I always would order their risotto. Because it's very different everywhere you go because it's 
It's region to region and almost like family to family. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. like getting mac and cheese here or barbecue. You've got so many different ways and flavors of doing it. Absolutely. And then the second time I went, my goal was to try gelato. I had to just try the gelato everywhere I went, which isn't hard to do because it's everywhere you go. It is. Absolutely. I mean, come on. How can you get better than the food in Italy? Well, in Maryland, one of the things I've learned, uh, particularly in Tuscany, I have some really good friends who live north of Lucca in a subregion called the Garfagnana. And we talk about the differences of towns that are less than three miles apart. Ling, the language is different. The dialect is different. And every family, as you, as you mentioned earlier, has a different recipe for pasta, for risotto, for anything you want to mention. There's great pride in the food prepared by the kitchen because it's what gathers the family around the table. It is. It's such a wonderful thing. I'll tell you a quick story. Real, um, when I was there with my daughter, we were in Pisa mm. and... We were with a group, a family group, but we were going to all meet back at the train station because we were staying in Florence. And we, my daughter and I decided, you know what, let's just walk back to the train station and take the afternoon because they were going to spend more time at the at the museum. So we walked and walked and walked and walked and walked. Came to find out it was a national holiday, so everything was closed, <laughs> which was fun. We no, enjoyed okay. just walking through the neighborhoods. But there was this... Home. It was really like somebody's home that they had made into a little restaurant day. Mm-hmm. And we went in and there were maybe eight or ten tables, little tables with the checkered. Mm-hmm. It was so classic, but it was real. It wasn't like they were <laughs> putting on shows or trying to, you know, it was tucked in there. We ended up sitting in there for four hours oh, and man. ate pizza that the mama was making, mm-hmm. drinking the wine that came out of their own vineyards. Let's go tomorrow. I'm telling you what, <laughs> we became friends with them, with the family, with other people that were uh, coming in and out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was one of the most beautiful experiences, and I'm sure you find that all the time. Well, I, I, I find that I back to this uh, sort of revelation I had years ago about the importance of the table and gathering the family and the importance of the food. It's it's at the core of the culture. What mama prepares, Where where's the zucchini from? Where's the wine from? That kind of thing. Oh. I love it. Food is the way to go when you travel. Absolutely. Mark Gordon-Smith, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Speaking of travel. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away. Starting at Asheville Regional Airport, fly Allegiant, American, Delta, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. 
People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. As newcomers flock to Asheville over the last 50 years, they join with locals to breathe new energy into the city. Marilyn Ball traces the bonds of community that give rise to Asheville today in her book, The Rise of Asheville, an exceptional history of community building. It's available at Malaprops, Barnes & Noble, Loft on Broadway, and Amazon.com. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, your home, Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. Salve. Salve, signora. Ciao. Ciao. We're here with Mark Gordon Smith, Private Italy Tours. Mark, uh, you know, Italy is just such a fascinating place. Uh, there's so much to see and do. There's the art. We were talking about the the women and mm-hmm. the Advancing Women Artists Program. Yes. There's, you were talking about the Uffizi, which yes. is such a beautiful museum, a must-see. Absolutely must-see. So they have this program there is that's connected with the women's Art. Tell us a little about that. Well, the Advancing Women Artists uh, organization and their website is advancingwomenartists.org. It's a .org uh, that Jane Fortune began, has developed a very good working relationship with the directorate staff at the Uffizi in Florence, which is the world's largest collection of Renaissance art. Uh, in the course of those associations and relationships, they have been able to arrange a, uh, an exhibit that begins in early March that focuses on the work of Plautilinelli and other uh, women artists. Um, part of also, and this is part of any organization that's not for profit, they are running an art angel program off of their website, and it's a means of donating whatever you might be able to afford to give. If you go to the advancingwomenartists.org website, it will pop right up. It's a new art angel program available. It's in English and Italian, and you can at least consider uh, the importance of the reattribution of these important works of art by women. Um, and the exhibit at the Uffizi is going to be phenomenal. It goes from March till middle of June. This oh, year. that's a must see! I would Absolutely. imagine just walking through there. Oh, I don't know. It, it it's my crack. That's it the way is. I describe I'm telling it. you, it's it like the, something happens. Um, it's me. almost like. Uh, uh, an out-of-body experience, if you will. And, you know, speaking of that, my family, when we were there uh, together for a family event, mm-hmm. uh, there were probably 30 to 50 people in this 
uh, wow. group. Yeah, it was a wonderful thing. My, My cousins uh, brought everybody over for an event for their family, a milestone for their family. What a wonderful thing. And it was because uh, Italy really played an important part in their in their lineage and mm-hmm. their, especially my cousin's husband's uh, family. And yet one night at dinner, we all felt, I don't know, comfortable enough to say over the dinner table, uh, this wonderful meal, everything was served family style. Yeah. And we were family, so it was yes. just beautiful, uh, that we felt we'd been here before. Yes. That there was some something about being in Italy that spoke to us that our that our paths had crossed yes. there before. Yes. And, and I I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I just think that's something that I've heard from a lot of people. It is. I, I have had friends tell me they believe that I mean Florence to me is my soul's home. Italy in general seems to be true. And I would bet ninety percent of our guests who travel there, either with us or on an itinerary plan, feel that way, that there is something profoundly I guess it's profound energy in the land itself that comes to you. Well, what do you see the future of Italy mm. moving forward from from 2018? I, I, there's a couple of things. One of them is that I would ask those people who are listening to consider going away from the cities most people want to visit. Or if you were there in college, just understand that it's, depending on your age, of course, it's changed substantially. It is very, very crowded. And I, I think one of the most important movements in Italy now is containing the the hurricane waves of cruise ship passengers that descend on both Florence and Venice in particular each year. There are strong movements in, in place extant in Venice. They're moving in that direction in Florence. Something you mentioned earlier in the show about the infrastructure of these Renaissance and medieval cities being able to absorb and handle that kind of human load is really tough. Um, Politics in Italy will be politics in Italy forever, Uh, and Italy will always be the beautiful place it is. I really recommend, as you consider maybe a first or even second, third visit, that you look outside of Tuscany and you look outside the Veneto and maybe Lombardia and you go to Abruzzo and La Marche and Umbria and these other places that aren't as well known and get back to that textural cultural core uh, of the town of the of the country. I think that's so important when we were there um the first time I was there we traveled quite a bit through the country taking the train oh, easy. Yeah. Very easy. So easy and you get on the train and you know, you can be in Florence, you can be in Rome, and then you can be somewhere, like you were saying, two, three hours, you're in a totally different... Completely different, almost different country. Almost there is a different sense. country. You know, we went to Ancona. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, right on the coast of mm-hmm. the Adriatic, because we took city. a ferry across to split Croatia, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. which was a really lovely, um, totally different country. Oh, yeah. I mean, now we're in Eastern Europe, and yes. it's just right over... The water wasn't that far. But from there, we went. when we came back, we went on the train again, and we went up through Bologna, yeah. and then we went up into the, the northern part you were talking about, mm-hmm. which we found to be a different language. Yes. Uh, not so many people speaking English. 
That's true, especially the farther north you go of Milan. Yeah, yeah we true. were in a, a little restaurant uh, sitting, my friend and I. Uh, we were so surprised because the menu was entirely in Italian, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even an Italian that we had seen before. Yes, the language dialectic. was a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. And there were these two women sitting at a table next to us, a, a mother and maybe a 16-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. And I turned to them, and in my best finger language, you know, my hand <laughs> gestures, <careful. laughs> right, um, asked if they spoke English. Mm-hmm. Did either one of them speak English? Mm-hmm. And Mama, no, no, she did not speak English. But the daughter said very quietly, yes, I, I speak a little English. Mm-hmm. She ended up reading the entire menu. Oh, my gosh. How oh, nice. yeah. She read wow. the entire menu. I said, how did you learn English so beautifully? Her sister lived in Miami, <laughs> and she would go and watch TV. There you go. And she learned English. But she read, it sounded like Shakespeare, mm-hmm. her reading the menu. Well, and one of the things about the education system in Italy, which I particularly love, is that from the time children enter what we would call first grade all the way until they graduate – from high school equivalent, they learn English. It is a second language they have to learn. Yeah. I wish we could get back to that a little bit. Oh, in, in I our do country too. too Maybe someday. That's a great story. That is. Anyway, <laughs> so listen, tell me a little bit about like some of these resources, websites. We know we can go to your website. Mm-hmm. Tell us again. It's a private dash italy.com okay lots of information there yes uh my travel blog link is on the homepage for the website so it's easier than giving you the address over the air uh advancing women artists dot org is a phenomenal organization yes i'm prejudiced but i hope that you'll take a look at it um there's also a couple of travel sites for airfare. I'd like to talk specifically about one called momondo.com. It's M-O-M-O-N-D-O, momondo.com. And tied in with a gentleman who's named Scott's Cheap Flights, which is an incredible resource. Uh, you can find round-trip airfares, as an example, into Dublin, London, Paris, often between four and $500. And you have to stay on it, but I highly recommend those sites. And really, once you buy your ticket mm-hmm. and you get there, mm-hmm. you can go anywhere. I wanted to mention, that's true, Marilyn, the bullet trains now, what I call, they're very similar to the Japanese Shinkansen. You can go from Florence to Bologna now in 38 minutes. What? Uh, you can go from Florence to Milan in an hour and 48 minutes. So it's possible... If you were to stay in Florence and you wanted to see the Last Supper in Milan, you could do a day trip. You could go to Venice for the day. It sounds a little rushed, and it is, but the fact is that the high-speed trains have really shrunk the time that you have to stay on a train to get to a city. And it's just so much fun. Oh, it's a riot. I love riding on the trains. So tell us, when is the next trip with you? Uh, Next trip is the 7th to the 17th of March this year, uh, based in Florence, four-star hotel. It's an art and history tour of uh, Tuscany. We go to Siena for a day and we go to Lucca for a day. And the next tour after that is our Umbria La Marche trip in May. June is Lake Region and September is Sicily and the Amalfi Coast. My goodness. Well, I'm telling you all, you need to check out Mark's website. Get on board. Go to Italy. What a beautiful country. (laughs) What a beautiful, beautiful uh, culture. The people there. Uh, You know, there's nothing like sitting out by the fountain, any fountain. I agree. 
and just watching, people watching. One of the things I say to clients is imagine yourself sitting on a chaise lounge towards sunset with a glass of Chianti by the pool at your villa. Okay. And if that doesn't put you in the place you want to go, let me know. <laughs> well, I am in that place right now, Mark Gordon-Smith, and I can't thank you enough for thank being you, here today on thank Speaking you. of Travel. Thank you very much. Uh, ciao. Ciao. Alla prossima. Uh, next time. There you go. Speriamo, I hope. All right. Well, listen, I'm telling you, Italy is the place to go. Put it on your list for for this year. Catch up with Mark. Get on board. Go, let me know how it goes, eat the gelato, (laughs) fill up on pasta, and remember, take a step out into into a place you've never been before. Step out, learn a language, get your hands moving. You know, Mm -hmm. anybody can understand it. Travel. And remember, don't postpone joy. (laughs) 